Hello and welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Dr. Renee Alsaroth is a veterinary oncologist who spent decades treating canine patients for cancer, where she learned a lot along the way about the dog-to-human bond. But when Renee herself was later diagnosed with the C-word, as she prefers to call it, she came to understand it in a new way. Her boxer, Nutie, was there to help her through the process and serve as a reminder to make the most of every day we have, no matter what else is going on in our lives. Renee's new book, Sit, Stay, Heal, looks at the lessons she's learned over the years, both from her patients and her own experience. Renee, welcome to Dog Save the People. I'm so thrilled to have you with us today. Thank you so very much for having me on. I have been looking forward to this. So thank you. Thank you. And where do we find you today? I'm living in Montclair, New Jersey. I'm originally from the Midwest, but we have been living here, oh my goodness, for about 26 years. Where in the Midwest are you from? So I grew up in Michigan. I went to Michigan State University for both undergrad and veterinary school. Now, growing up, did you have dogs in your life? When my parents were married, my father didn't want a dog. He was not an animal person at all. They then got divorced. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things my mom wanted to do was get a dog, which just delighted my brother and I. So we did have dogs and they meant the world to me. They provided comfort and companionship. My mom was a working mom at the time in the early 70s. So I had a lot of responsibility on my back and it really helped to have my four-legged friend by my side. And at what point in your life did you decide to pursue a career as a veterinarian? When I was seven in third grade. Oh my gosh. It was more of a calling. I just knew I wanted, I needed to be a veterinarian. And as the years progressed, that never changed. Being a veterinarian for me and for most people is not just a job. It's not even a profession. It's my identity. And it takes up so much time that I never could think about truly doing something else. Renee, what has been the most rewarding part of your job working with struggling dogs and their owners? The thing that charges me is my relationship that I develop with that pet parent to give them another Christmas or holiday or another couple of summers to know that I am bringing joy to their life. And euthanizing is a very, very difficult thing. And I cry almost every single time after. But so often I know that animal is ready and I'm crying for the sadness that I feel from the family. Your profession is, I imagine, very emotionally draining. It can be. Yes. How did this experience that you've had as a veterinary oncologist, how did that inform and inspire the book that you've written, Sit, Stay, Heal? Every chapter is about a different patient of mine. So for each chapter, it is what that dog either taught that family or what mm -hmm. they taught me. Absolutely. And I want to read a little bit from your introduction, speaking about this human-animal bond in its deepest form. And it says, quote, the power of that bond transcends money, age, and race, and it is without judgment. In some instances, 
a relationship with a pet may be the only circumstance in which a person feels completely comfortable and loved. There is no shame with an animal, no reason to put up a front. Our four-legged companions accept us as we are and understand much more than we genuinely give them credit for. I mean, that says it all. Thank you. It's very, very true. And I imagine that the dogs that you are caring for in your practice are helping their humans somehow to show what is available within them, what's available within ourselves. Our dogs, no matter what the ultimate outcome, how short or how long, live and appreciate every moment that they're in. I think they model that for us. I certainly saw it each day as the pet parents bring their dogs in for chemotherapy and their tails are wagging and they're happy to be there. And maybe we give them chemo or put them on their back to take x-rays or ultrasounds. And when it was all done, they don't think, oh, I just went through something. They're just happy and say, where's my biscuit? But I think for people in general, even not going through that, that are going through so many other things, so many of our dogs are our support system. Renee, how do you think canines are the perfect guides, in a sense, to help humans navigate traumatic and difficult experiences? I think it depends on one's traumatic experience. So there's so many lessons just accepting us, right? Dogs meet us where we're at. And sometimes you don't even want to reach out to a friend or a family member because you don't want to tell them everything that you're thinking or feeling, even though we should. We'd be all so much better off and we're all human. We all have those thoughts. But dogs meet us right where we need to be met. They provide comfort. They are that weighted blanket for us. I think having that unconditional love, that acceptance, which is limitless or boundless, makes us all feel cared for. And to know that we just have a living, breathing, warm being next to us. Yes. Unfortunately, I was diagnosed with, you know, as I like to call it, the C word. The C word. Yeah. People say that's not what the C word means, Dr. A. But (laughs) for me, it does. Here I was laying on the sofa, chemo hair plastered to my head, not exactly looking like a fashion plate, right? But my dog loved me and still looked at me adoringly and made me feel whole and made me feel seen. If we sort of extrapolate that, I think it's human nature to judge. We all probably on some level try not to be so judgy at times. But I know that in addition to that, I judge myself. But maybe if we could all take a cue from them and not judge ourselves so harshly in our own heads, that would be a life lesson from them. So in your own journey with the C word, what was that trajectory like? What was that experience like? Newton was the dog that was with me through a lot of the chemotherapy treatments. Yes. And he was basically my nursemaid. If I was having a not so good day, he was lying next to the sofa with me, even if it meant the entire day. If I was having a good day and he was right there by my side, eager to go for a walk, go for a ride in the car, have me throw the ball for him. He was my constant companion. And even though my husband went to work and my son went to school, I never felt alone because Mm. I had him. Wow, beautiful. I know my dog was happy every day that the sun came up. 
Whereas I might think, oh my goodness, in a week, I'm going to have to go back for chemotherapy. And what a waste, right? Here I am trying to do everything to stay alive because I love this life here on earth, but I'm missing that life because I'm too consumed with the what ifs. I've now had boxers for 40 some years and I've gotten to experience two soulmates and I never thought I would. And I always used to wish, pray even, that dogs would be with us so much longer than their lifespan. But I do believe that we are so fortunate that in our human lifespan, we get to experience a few dogs or maybe even many dogs because they're each there to teach us something different or fill a different hole in our lives. Absolutely. What a pleasure to have you and your story will resonate, I know, for many of us because the C word touches many of our lives, whether it's personally through a loved one, through one of our pets, and yet the message that you're bringing to us is such a one of hope and positivity and wagging our tails more and being more in the moment. Yes. Thank you again for joining us today. Your book, Sit, Stay, Heal, What Dogs Can Teach Us About Living Well, is available now. And where can we find the book? It is published by HarperCollins, officially out October 18th. It should be at most all independent bookstores. It's certainly on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Target, and every place else. Wonderful. So thank you again. Thank you. It was very powerful to hear Renee open up about how even though she had spent years giving advice to families and dog parents, about how to work through these difficult times around the C word, it still doesn't make it easy when you're put into that situation yourself. But luckily, with her dog by her side, Renee was able to have crucial and consistent support. I know that for me, when my late husband John was sick with cancer, with prostate cancer, I really looked to my dogs for help and for support, and they were there for me. They were there for me at every turn, and just looking at me, wagging their tail, sidling up to me. It was something that I really felt that they understood. And for me, I'm so grateful to have had them by my side. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is made by, as it should be, a production company and content studio. It is made with the support of Scott Benaglio, executive producer, and Jack Summer, our producer and editor. Special thanks to Daniel Lampert, our neighbor and composer, for creating the music for the show. You can follow Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To sign up for our monthly email newsletter, you can go to dogsavethepeople.com. On the website, you'll also find show merch in our online gift shop. This includes shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, where profits go to supporting independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, please drop a note to the email address bark at dogsavethepeople.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. Enjoy a walk with your dog outside and make it a great day for both of you. (laughs) 